I've got my notes and stuff. Ooh, I didn't take any notes. I did. Which I should have done. It's now important for this notes. sort of film that I do take notes because mm. they usually form a sort of mind map connections between characters. And I wrote down uh, my prediction at the bottom corner. Oh, that's good. I nearly recorded myself doing my prediction. Mm. I wondered if I should have said, but we, we didn't say. So. <laughs> but I, I took a note of when in the film I was writing it down so that, well, it's not exactly proof, but you trust me. I can I can vouch for him. He turned to mm-hmm. me and said, <laughs> I think I know who did it, and then wrote something down. Yeah. He could now lie to us all about yep. what it was he wrote down. Did you write, who did the murder, and then underline it three times? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> I miss Spencer Confidential, the the fifth best whodunit we've seen in this club. <laughs> We've only seen three others. Distinct lack of Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) (laughs) That that was the main thing I thought about this film. (laughs) Needs more Wahlberg. Um, Should I play the music? We're a minute 20 in. We've basically already discussed it all. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) The mirror cracked. The mirror cracked. Side to side. Indeed. Was there a mirror? <gasps> was there a mirror? I wasn't aware of a mirror in this film. One of my questions was, why is it called this? Maybe Elizabeth Taylor stares into a mirror. Yeah, there is definitely at least one mirror. Yeah. Oh. When Lola's getting changed and so there's at least the detective sees her in the mirror. Mm. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, it's a line from that poem, isn't it? Tennyson. Oh, what's the poem? The one what she says. <laughs> I don't remember now. It's a tennis um, from the, the Lady of Shalott. Yes. Oh, the Lady oh, of Shalott. Was it in there? <laughs> the curse has come upon me, cried. Out flew the web and floated wide. The mirror cracked from side to side. The curse has come upon me, cried the Lady of Shalott. Brilliant. That's on the Wikipedia page. Okay. Not in my brain. <laughs> For the record. Who was the Lady of Shalott? I think she was really into onions, but only very small ones. <laughs> that she's a lot. Sorry. Uh, oh, maybe she cut up to here. <laughs> yeah, play the music again. <laughs> well, I don't need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just, just cut it in right here. Cut out my little bit of poetry as well. Can... Yeah, I'll release that as a separate episode, like yeah. uh, like Laura's Excellent. Robin Hood bit. <laughs> Spectacular. This was a whodunit yes. featuring uh, the late, great Angela Lansbury, mm. um, who sadly left us uh, only a few weeks ago. And I think the, the day or maybe the day after she had died, we had a meeting. And I thought, if I get chosen this time round... Uh, I'd better pick an Angela Lansbury film. Uh, hmm. And I was, and I did. What were the other options? Remember how you gave us three options? Yeah, yeah. I, s- <laughs> I said you could have um, a murder mystery, which was this one, mm-hmm. The Mirror Cracked, or uh, a uh, horror. an atmospheric horror film, which was a film that you are absolutely going to love if you watch I- it, Laura. Have watched it. The Company of Wolves. I watched it on the train to Manchester. 
Brilliant. Um, Did you like it? Gutted that we're not discussing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you know, you're going to get a pick. (laughs) Um, And the other one was some, like, thing from the 40s or something. The King's Court or the Court Jester? The King's Court, yeah, something like that. Yes, the Court Jester, in which she played Princess Gwendolyn in 1955. I haven't watched that one yet, so, you know, choose away. Uh, But anyway, we we went for this one, and she was an excellent Miss Marple, I thought. Yes. Um, I've never seen a Miss Marple story before never read one never listened to one don't know anything about it um but i liked her oh miss hmm. marple's great yeah she's she's nosy but in a, a useful way for society <laughs> yeah okay i've read one miss marple again because i mistakenly thought it was poirot that i was bringing on my holiday and then i got stuck with it but it was great i really liked Miss Marple. what yeah. was it Oh, what was it called? Like the Chipping Claycorn Gazette or something? Uh, oh, no, it wasn't called that. It was just set in Clipping Chaircorn. I can't, I can't remember. I'll have to. Okay. Fact, clipping we... Chaircorn. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well be, right? <laughs> I've listened to quite a few radio adaptations. Radio 4's usually got at least one Miss Marple uh, on the mm. dr- in the drama section. That's good. Well, they're very dialogue-heavy, aren't they? So it sort of makes sense. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what what did we think of this film? Good. Yeah, good. It was a good film. That's three goods, and uh, I'm going to say bad. Right, interesting. Didn't like it very much. Of course, of course. Maybe maybe we could go up to (laughs) fine. Mm, I I had it written down. Yeah. I knew that you would not like it, my <laughs> Was that because really? I because you do like it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's rare that we agree on a film. <laughs> so it had its moments, but why why did you guys like this film? Claire, you go first. It was easy to watch, wasn't it? Yeah. just it's like any Poirot or Miss Marple, you just sort of get carried along with the story and get to like and dislike some of the characters and then everything gets all resolved neatly and satisfyingly and it's just it's nice in a reassuring comforting sort of way hmm yeah Same. not too challenging was it yeah no yeah Fernando what did you think well I mean I not only liked it because of what has already been said but also because it um wasn't in black and white as in when it started in black and white it was like oh <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten that these films exist. But then, uh, yeah. uh, but then it changed to color. I'm like, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I really do like this. Pull the fast one on you there. Yeah, I skipped forward because I was like, oh, Christ, it's the wrong film. Did you skip forward to the big reveal at the end? I skipped forward by an hour and 40 minutes. No, I didn't. I skipped to minute 11 and then saw Angela Lansbury and I was like, oh, good, thank God. So let's go back. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Um, so why did you not like it, Michael? Um, I thought it was basically just a bit weak. I thought mm. most of the performances were a bit weak. I thought most of the dialogue was very point A to B to C. 
um, not much like interaction. The, the the actors could almost have been delivering their lines in separate rooms and have them cut together afterwards. Mm. Um, it was very much someone would have a speech for thirty seconds and then someone else would have their speech for thirty seconds, and that none of it really appeared very true somehow. Um, one of the things that made me realise this was um, when Marina does her little speech about, "Oh, you must help me. Mm. I'm I'm so frightened of whatever." And the the inspector, Inspector Craddock, um, calls her out on it and says, "Oh, that's just a line from one of your films." I thought, "Oh, that's that should be good." Except all of them are talking like that all the time. Yeah, and they're kind of all talking like slightly over the top Hollywood actors, and that that's not really good. Um, yeah, so I I didn't feel I didn't particularly like any of the characters except Miss Marple. Um, didn't particularly hate any of them. Uh, basically, I thought it was a good plot that had been that probably wasn't worth an hour and forty minutes. Mm. And yeah, just just dragged a bit. It was entertaining enough. I don't think it went on a bit long. I agree with that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not sure. I agree. I yeah, maybe I do. Maybe some of the scenes were a bit. What's that <laughs> called? Mm. Yeah, a bit flat, I'd say. Yeah. That said, I I quite liked the basic story and the puzzle of it. I thought it was quite good. I was trying to work it out myself. I was making my prediction and all of that. Um, and it was nice having that resolution at the end. Um, but there were problems with that as well. There were questions that weren't answered that I found very unsatisfying. And I wonder if it was better done in the novel. Oh. Oh, what were your questions? Um, so this is quite deep in, but should, should we summarise who, what happened in the end? Who had done the murder? Yeah. No, let's get... Yeah. Let's do our predictions. When okay. did you... No, you're right. Let's summarise. Yeah. Sorry, you summarize. were right. Your instinct was right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> could, could you summarise, Laura? Right. From the beginning. Just a quick... Yes. Scene one. Why not? Scene one. What was scene one? <laughs> ah, black and white. Black and white. The principals. Who were the principals? Who were the principals? Right. We had Marina Gregg, fading movie star, about to make a comeback. Yeah. Um, she's just bought a big manor in the countryside. All the guests are there. Miss Marple's there. There's young women there. Uh, God, I'm terrible at summarising films. Someone take over. I've set it up. Mm, someone gets Fernando. murdered. Someone, someone gets, gets a young woman gets murdered. Heather yes. Babcock gets murdered. Yeah, yeah. An investigation gets done. And We've got varying someone, suspects. Not Marina, because we we learn early on that the poisoner intended Marina to die. Yes, it was the the drink that was given to Marina, or the, yes. the drink that Marina had. Um, she ended up giving to Heather. Because uh, Heather had had spilt her drink, and she said, "Oh, I haven't touched this one. Have that." And so the the consideration we were we were led to think that 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 murder was intended to get Marina, mm. um, and Heather was this sweet innocent that uh, no one knew anything about. Yes, except that bit was not related when she was interviewed by the person from Scotland Yard. What bit wasn't? Well, she didn't say that the drink was spilt. Um, yeah. 
It's very I suspicious. That, that made the blood a little suspicious, yes. Mm. Mm. Yes. I made my prediction um, at around the time that, uh, do you remember when Miss Marple and Cherry, or no, it was Miss Marple and Inspector Craddock were talking to each other, and Miss Marple said, it seems there's one piece of the puzzle missing, and you need that, that final piece of the jigsaw puzzle before everything falls into the place, and we'll have to find out what that piece is. That was when I wrote down my prediction. Mm-hmm. And my prediction was that Marina did it. Nice. And I had a whole idea, and I, I did get it wrong. I, I was correct that she did do it, uh, but I thought she did it for what turned out to be the wrong reason. What reason Same. did you think? Same for you, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. So I th- could you say why you thought, Laura? What was what was your resolution? My, mine was formula based. I didn't have that many predictions of why she'd done it, but but mm. I now have a strategy whenever because now I read loads <laughs> of Poirot. Yeah. I feel like I've got Agatha Christie kind of pegged, and I can I tell who she's gonna who's gonna be the for the first time. This is the first time I've correctly guessed, even nice. though I've, I think I've sussed the formula a bit. There's usually some ambiguity and I'm usually wrong, but this time I got it. And I was like, the the key is at the beginning, ask yourself, who would you be most surprised to have turned out to have done it? And that was obviously Marina. Yeah. Like she'd be the biggest twist. The person you think someone's trying to murder is actually the murderer. And I thought maybe she'd have done it because I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even, my brain didn't even bother filling in the gaps. I was like, yeah. Um, I thought that she'd have done it out of, disinterest and cruelty for some reasons of her own. I didn't think she was going to have this revenge plot against this innocent young woman that mm. she'd only met once. Mm. <clears throat> I think yeah. it would also have been similar to Death on Denial when basically it was the protagonist who did it as well. Yeah. Although yeah, was exactly. she the protagonist? I guess she was. I think so, yeah. The woman. whose name I forget. Anyway. But yeah, she's done this before. I've read a Poirot of hers where there's a person you think that someone's trying to murder and it turns out they're the one who's done it. So, you know, yeah. she's recycled that one a bit, I think. Oh, mm. getting lazy. <laughs> exactly. Because after the first 150 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> original novels, <laughs> almost by accident you start recycling them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you other two? When did, what did you think? I went on the whole journey... Uh, I thought it was the secretary until mm. she sneaked out of the house to go to the phone box. And I thought, that's too suspicious. Mm. Must not be her. Yeah. Um, and then... So she'd have done that because she was in love with Jason, yes, the director. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Marina's husband. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, um, go on. Yeah, so it became clear it was Marina. I'm not quite sure when. Um it occurred to me at some point that she was the only one that could have done it and that the only reason... So I thought it was bizarre that, yeah, so it was a Heather spilled her drink and then Marina gave her her drink. And I thought, yeah. well, that's weird unless you've spilled it. Mm. Like, that's what you do if you spill someone's drink. You replace it. Oh, clever. And that didn't come up. And I was like, right, well, there's... Oh. There's something missing there, so that must be when that happened. Um, right. She'd be the only one that knew that, and she's keeping that quiet for some reason. And But I couldn't work out a motive. I 
I thought it was some weird, like, altruistic, not altruistic thing, but like when she said, oh, and it probably was the happiest moment of her life. Oh. I thought it was some weird, like, putting her out of her misery or something. I thought it was going to be some Mm. deep philosophical thing and then... No, Heather gave her measles. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that did. I did Bit not problematic. see that Yeah, like maybe um, we hmm. all have the reason wrongs, and maybe isn't all of this was discussed without Marina actually saying why she killed her, and oh, maybe yeah. the reason she killed her is because she was just too annoying. She kept talking <laughs> and talking, and like, please shut up. Yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> she was pretty annoying. Then again, yeah, I feel you're like right. Pe- they never interviewed Marina about why she'd done it. She <laughs> yeah. never confessed. Yeah, it was all just a, her theory, right? Yeah. That's what Miss Marple thought. <laughs> That's a leap. <laughs> you could have just been like, well, murder is at least interesting. <laughs> <laughs> also, what did I fucking say? They always commit suicide at the end. <laughs> yes. Every time, Agatha. <laughs> How about you mm. bring someone to justice, Agatha? <laughs> we want a quick clean ending it's usually just the women though isn't it um oh maybe i feel what like happens the... on death in the nile doesn't the guy kill himself no the woman kills him and then herself <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah i think it, it's often the men go to prison okay do they? I th- I need to go back and think about my Poirots because I'm pretty uh, like I'm struck by how often they kill themselves. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, the ones I can, the ones I'm thinking about are all women. My resolution was uh, Marina did it to frame these other people that she hated. Oh, she, a lot of people hated her, but she had far more reason to hate everyone else. She mm. hated her husband who was cheating on her. Mm. She hated the secretary who was cheating with her husband. She Her hated Logan. Was cheating. What? Yeah, actually, I didn't. I thought that at first, and then as it went on, I thought maybe not. Serious? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Of course she was. Um, yeah. So okay. Jason. Yeah, Miss Zelinsky was um, mm-hmm. was in love with Jason, mm-hmm. and they had been having an affair behind Marina's back. So they were very close. We saw him like touching her chin and like treating her in this very. Um, intimate way just hinting at it and then marina said to her um oh, oh you might yeah. as well come along to this we we seem to be sharing everything else these days yeah, you're right. ah, that's what she meant yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think they there were a couple of other nods to it just little yeah you're little, right so, well i'm not usually the one who gets this normally you guys have to be like <laughs> Actually, no, these days you have to rein me in, don't you? I'm like, oh, yes, obviously these two people are sleeping together. And you're like, no, Michael. <laughs> they were just friends. Yeah, you've um, taken over the gay symbolism, Bong. Don't think I haven't noticed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was, heartbeats was a real turning point for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Marina uh, hated... She, so she also hated Lola for um, yes. for trying to replace her and for that whole thing that they'd had. And she hated Marty, the producer, mm. for their whole enmity. And so, altogether, um, she wanted to frame somebody. And so she mixed this drink and contrived the whole thing to make it look like someone was trying to kill her by doing something, you know, by literally putting a poisoned drink into someone else's hand 
but also making it look like she was the one who was being wow. attacked, which that's is way genius. better. Yeah, and then really goes good. and hides herself away and does everything to try and make it look like she's innocent. So she, uh, yeah, makes these fake threat letters to come through, mm-hmm. um, and but pretends that she's hiding them from her husband, but does it in such a way that her husband can't fail to find out. Um, she, yeah, acts like she's having a breakdown and hides herself away from the world and sets it up so her husband is trying to stop anyone from talking to her because she's so weak. Mm. Um, yeah, she. I, I thought it really worked out that, you know, whoever was, whoever ended up being convicted for it would be someone that she hated. Um, and I thought Heather Babcock was uh, just sort of innocent bystander, just anyone in order to make that happen. Um, and it didn't, didn't even occur to me that there was this, I'm going to say, really quite contrived thing about them meeting <laughs> 10 years earlier and her happening to kiss her while she had the measles. I mean, oh, it was there. No, we sh- was there. Yeah, we should have seen it coming. I suppose. They sold it all. Like, why would the doctor mention that she was healthy apart mm-hmm. from having a bout of measles? During the war, why would Heather Babcock put so much emphasis on meeting her and saying, "Oh, but you let me kiss you"? Yeah, Wish yeah. I had, it was all there. Yeah, and they did actually draw her touch. Yeah, you're right. It was there. Um, so yeah, yeah uh, I I was wrong, but she, However, she did do it. Yes, that being said, I think your plot is better. <laughs> oh, thank you. So maybe you should consider writing to someone. I don't know. <laughs> well, that might have been her motivation. That you're true. Yes, we again we did not hear from. We Marina. did not find out from yeah. her. So, I'm not convinced Marina killed um, killed that other woman. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, that Marvel's would be a wrong. good twist. I think it was her, her husband because um, I mean, if he was already cheating mm. on Marina, then he wanted to have an excuse just to get rid of her wife and so that he could get married to the other woman. So I'm not convinced Marina did it. I think the husband killed Marina. Okay. Wait. It was not a suicide. But he did. He admitted to trying to kill her. Who do you think killed Ella? Well, that's the the best way <laughs> to just try to, I guess, avert someone from. If you already say that you wanted to kill someone, I guess <laughs> that you've already admitted to something. Maybe people will no no longer suspect you. Um, <laughs> yes. So this is what happened. Okay. Okay. Her husband. Always wanted to be with the other woman, so ultimately he made it seem like Marina was the one who killed the woman. But no, um, this was all a plot so that he could elope with this other woman. Oh, do you think he was drugging her so that she'd be fooled into thinking she'd killed him? Killed yes, it the was gaslight all yep. over again. Yeah, right. He orchestrated ah, the whole yes. thing. I no longer buy the canonical <laughs> narrative. <laughs> what is canon? Nice. Mm. Yeah. I see a little uh, creative writing competition coming up. <laughs> I think we should all write an extra chapter. Yeah. Is it November? Is it the, the month that we're all meant to be writing? Oh, I believe yes, it is. It is. Should be able oh. to knock out a, a chapter in about a day, shouldn't we? <laughs> Do it tonight. Yeah. So, I, so we've got some some of that. This all leads me to a few questions I have, and I don't know which of these are. Oh, that's actually a plot hole, 
mm-hmm. and which of these are like, oh, Michael, I can't believe you didn't get this. Um, I've got three questions written down. Uh, one is, why kill Miss Zielinski? Yeah. Because Miss Zielinski did also die. Yeah. And uh, why? What What did that have to do with Heather Babcock and all of this? Was that just an unrelated murder that well, nobody... she was going to work it out eventually, wasn't she? Was she? I, mean, I think anyone what we're it out eventually. to believe happened is that she was randomly calling people who were there to say, I know you did it. Hmm. Someone mentions that at some point, like mm. she she was just calling people to say, and with the intention of working it out that way to see who responded oh, in a guilty I see. manner. So the implication is she she told Marina that she knew that she did it, not mm. actually knowing, but and then Marina feeling that she'd been cottoned onto, uh, poisoned her. It it doesn't seem a very safe thing to do, does it? Just randomly no. accuse every. <laughs> Everyone individually of murder in such a way that makes it clear that if you do know, then killing you would preserve that silence. I thought, so we only actually saw that she was doing it to Marty Fenn, right? That was the only time we actually saw the other person on the end of the telephone. So I assumed she'd just been doing that to him again and again. And that was my second question. Why was she threatening Marty when she actually had no idea? But she was doing it to everyone. I'm sure there was someone else we saw getting a phone call. Uh, I just—I right. think it was Inspector Craddock who'd said, oh, turns out she's been ringing around everyone. Mm. Oh, okay. And Miss Marple said, oh, God, yeah, probably shouldn't get try and get caught up in murder that way. Eh? <laughs> mm. But yeah, Miss Marple had cottoned on that, that anyone who knew enough about the murder was a potential victim. Because mm. she sent Cherry away, didn't she? Mm. Yeah, she told us to get out of that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So she she saw that threat. Did you yeah. have any other questions? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how did Marina die? Yeah. Because she well, didn't drink the hot chocolate, did she? No. It was untouched. And he'd and taken away like, her oh drugs. My God, he, yeah, he'd taken away her drugs. The hot chocolate was untouched. And they were like, wow, the hot chocolate hasn't been touched and she's not in her room. And then she was just dead in the other room, and they were like, "How sad!" And then the film ended. W- were we supposed to know? Was it obvious? She just gave up life. Oh, I think she just took some other drugs that were around. She just got something from someone. Why not drink the hot chocolate? No, well, she didn't realise it was poison. It's her husband. Oh, that, I see. That makes oh, him partially mm-hmm. culpable, doesn't it? Oh, dear. How did she kill Ella? She put. I don't know, like heroin or something in her oh, nasal wait, spray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in her nasal spray. Yeah. So she had access to other drugs that her yeah. husband was unaware of. That's a bit of a plot hole, I That's think. That's right. Mm. There was all I that talk she... about phenobarbital, so. Mm. I, no, so. No. I think she died by a heartbreak. Uh, she couldn't <laughs> um, it anymore. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Maybe she died of what Anne Hathaway died of in Les Mis. The consumption. Yeah. She died of consumption. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she was really allergic to roses. Plastic roses. Mm -hmm. It's all the hay fever. (laughs) That's what it it always comes back to. Marina died of hay fever. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, sometimes I felt like hay fever might be lethal <laughs> or a really bad day 
Yeah. Did I say fever simply an allergy to pollen? Yes. I think so. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's what? pretty mild. Why do we have pollen? Why do we have pollen? Why do we yeah. have plants? <laughs> Should get rid I mean, of all the plants. Oh, I think this was a nice touch in the film, and I don't know for sure, but at the start, Miss Markle is pruning a rose bush, and I think it might be an eglantine rose, like <laughs> her character in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, lovely. I'd yeah. really like that to be true, so I'm saying it is. Well, there was some pretty contrived nice. stuff in this film, so <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. I... I did enjoy it. I liked the... I thought they were having fun with it. Elizabeth Taylor and... uh, Is it Kim Novak? Mm. Whoever played... Is it Lola? Lola. Yeah, that's Kim Novak. Yeah. They were having fun. Yeah, they camped it up a bit, didn't they? (laughs) Do you want to tell everyone or shall I, Michael? (laughs) I'll own up. (laughs) So... Marina was played by an extremely famous actress, right? Yes. Called Elizabeth Taylor, as it turns out. <laughs> I, said, I said quite confidently to Claire towards the end of it, that, that is Rizzo from Greece, isn't it? <laughs> Expecting her to be like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> she had to explain that, no, Michael, Elizabeth Taylor didn't play Rizzo in Greece. But I think... I think we can all agree that she did look quite a lot like Rizzo from Greece. How do you say it? Yeah, like amazing. Yeah, that is yeah, Rizzo in a good from Greece. Way. Oh yeah, both both women. <laughs> and she had that whole sort of "fuck you" yeah. attitude, and they had very similar of... hairstyles as well. It they was did. like a slightly bigger Rizzo hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of not cute, but kind of small thing. I don't know. <laughs> Petite, Pe- yeah, she's petite, but also a bit, a bit aggressive and mm. stocky. She's a little bit stocky, and Norman not just because she's called Stockard Channing. Wow, <laughs> Stockard Channing was not in this well, film. Pierce Brosnan was. Oh, I just realised that way <laughs> after the fact, and I'm gutted yeah. I didn't realise at the time. <laughs> uh, remind us who who he was. His best role. He was Jamie. <laughs> Who was playing opposite uh, Marina in whatever play she was in? Mary Queen of Scotland. Yeah, that's great. Do we know how old he was? 1980. He must have been famous by 1980. Like, was it a cameo? He was uncredited. Mm. He was 27. Mm. He looked like he was 14. I didn't recognise him at all. Who could draw their eye away from Elizabeth Taylor? I suppose that's it. Mm. <laughs> I guess he just got started a bit later. Because, yeah, that wasn't a an amazing cameo, was it? Like, <laughs> oh, look, it's Pierce Brosnan. I think that was just someone, I anyone. I don't even think he had any lines. No. He just got held to her vision. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who was your favourite character? Miss Marple. Yeah. Hard to be. I liked Inspector Craddock and Lola. They were all right. Liked Lola. I thought she was very entertaining. I mean, yeah, a bit 2D. Overacting, but like I said, I thought she was having fun. Yeah, exactly. And and you sort of specifically want that from uh, her role is the big diva actress. Yes. Mm. 
Yeah, and I enjoyed the priest as well. Yeah, and his confusion. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm. Just that one scene where he was getting mixed up with the christenings. That was. <laughs> yes. I felt a bit bad for him. Like, oh god, everyone's just fed up with him, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get him to, uh, trying to get him to understand. But Fernando, yeah. who was your favorite? Well, I have two favorites because they are incomparable. So um, <laughs> I think the first victim, um, the annoying talking lady, yep. um, I think I think I fell in love with her. She was just too beautiful. So she is automatically <laughs> my favorite. But okay. then, I'm surprised. Yes. Um, yeah. But then Marina, I think she was framed. I generally don't <laughs> think she, she was... Uh, the murderer. So wow, I'm on her side, um, and I will write the sequel just to clear her name. Yeah, excellent, brilliant. I think you're right. Her her husband had every motive, opportunity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Point, access repaired. to drugs, the yes. mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I mean he good. was he was number two suspect for me early on. Well, he went in and took all the drugs out of Marina's room, didn't yes. he? Mm. That was a bit weird. Why that did he do that? Weird. I think it was because he thought she was suicidal mm. and didn't want her to, mm-hmm. to do it. Interesting. No, no, no. no. He knew <laughs> that she needed that medicine. She needed uh, the medicine, yeah. He was gaslighting her. Uh-huh, mm. yes. No, 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 no. Men are evil. <laughs> Men are evil. <laughs> There's one thing we've learned in the course of this podcast. Yes, mm. men and Princess Diana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't bothered with the crown That's season what five. I'm to believe. <laughs> Charles was great and very handsome. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, and after Ella died, we saw him leaving her room and then he pauses as though mm. he's heard something. And looks sort of sinister and then decides to keep walking. And then the butler comes in the background and looks at him like, I wonder what he was up to. Mm. I did wonder if it was him that had killed Ella. Yeah. Because at that point he'd worked out that his that Marina was the murderer. Mm. And Ella would have exposed her. Yeah. Something's not adding up. And we don't know for sure that he didn't do that either. Yeah. We I think we all just assume that it was Marina. We're making a lot of assumptions here. Mm. Yes, yes. Like maybe uh. it was even maybe it was Inspector Craddock. He had a shifty oh, vibe. Wow. Did, did you say it's never the inspector? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I wrote him off immediately. <laughs> uh, I hope she wrote just one where it turned out to be Poirot or something. <laughs> so, how many books did Agatha Christie write? Oh, so many. That's a great question. Uh, In the hundreds, I think. uh, Christy. I happened to read the other day that she wrote 70 Poirot stories, some of which were novels and some of which were books of short stories. That's quite a lot. There's a lot. I've never Mm. written any novels. Me neither. This website seems to think only 75. That can't be right. Yeah, not even Google knows, so that means nobody knows. I guess that's quite a lot of novels. (laughs) Oh, well. Hmm. Symbolism. Hmm. Wait. Oh. Yeah. Brilliant. Gosh. (laughs) The 
Virgin Mary holding the baby Jesus. That mm-hmm. was a big motif in the film, right? What what was that meant <gasps> to give us? That was the mirror. Or or <gasps> Marina was the reflection oh! of that, but she was cracked. Oh. Okay. You so said it again. Saw so herself she... in that picture, but broken. Yeah, so she was wow. looking into the mirror. Yeah. There was this this happy mother with a healthy baby boy, mm. and she didn't get that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. Yes, Claire, you really need to write more novels. <laughs> I do, don't I? <laughs> that's good. I'm glad that's a satisfying explanation of why it was called The Mirror Cracked that doesn't involve me reading the entirety of The Lady of Shalott, <laughs> which I don't think I can really face. Speaking of shoddy poets. I don't even know how long it is. I think it's quite long, isn't it? Like an epic poem. Mm, don't know. I don't know. I think a it's a, like ballad. a long narrative. 20 stanzas. Oh, that's nothing. That's not bad. Oh, God, I could read that in like... I could read that quickly before the meeting's over. Nah, nah, I wouldn't read it. I would just maybe read the summary or have someone read the summary for me. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, a, probably a spark notes. Yeah. yeah. Or a radio stuff. drama. That's your thing, isn't it? Yeah, I love a good radio drama. I don't know about a radio drama version of The Lady of Shalott, though. <laughs> you might lose the poetry somehow. Hmm. Yeah, I walked along the Tay again the other day and it tickles me every time. The William McGonagall. Oh, the McGonagall poem. It's somehow someone thought it was a good idea to carve into the side of the Tay. <laughs> That's great. Oh, so like, oh, the beautiful silvery Tay. What a lovely day that we're all having. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> he rhymes a lot of different things with the word buttresses. <laughs> Any more symbolism? I didn't get much more than that. That that was a solid one, though. That's great. Well done, Claire. Thanks. Yep. You've won symbolism this week. Oh, yes. I think you always win symbolism. You always I think have that's so many true. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's good. Oh, I'm glad I've got a skill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do the music at the beginning. Fernando does the symbolism flute. You do the actual symbolism. Michael, what do you do? <laughs> I'm not sure I do anything now it comes to it. Editing. 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 I All I do is take what other people have done and take away from it. <laughs> no, you're Hazel. No, you're, you're like a sculptor, you. aren't you? You find the podcast inside all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, somewhere in what we just said was uh, was an excellent podcast <laughs> that Wilf will want to listen to. Oh, good old Wilf. Hi, <laughs> Wilf. Hello. Hi, Wilf. Um, no, you do the whip round at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I tend to do the whip round at the beginning, don't I? Yeah. yeah, you're like the leader, aren't you, Michael? So, well, you've got to keep us on track. You're um, oh, Jesus what's Christ. his name? No, Jesus Christ. I... Well, Captain Ahab, vegetables. Uh, no, oh, maybe <laughs> Captain. Mm, no, I have no ambitions to be the leader of the podcast. But what's Abraham? his name? No, what's that man's name that from the radio? Arrogant of Boy, me Johnson. to uh, turn down the role. Who's the radio presenter? Francis 
on <laughs> This is terrible. Who does the whip episode. round at the end of every radio oh, show? Melvin Bragg. Melvin Bragg. You're Melvin Off Bragg. Off of In Our Time with Melvin Bragg. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, great. So Claire, you uh, think the <laughs> you think the painting represented something of a mirror, and that the the word "cracked" refers to uh, to Marina's own cracked, broken version of her lifestyle. Could you uh, develop that for us? <laughs> no. <laughs> and great. now the South Bank show. Please remember to turn off your tickets. Your what? Uh, please remember to turn off your sets. Oh, um, I see. It was at the end of Spit and Image. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Melvin Bragg telling people not to watch his show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Symbolism. No, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. Um, I don't think anyone was gay. I think <laughs> the husband gay? was gay. Do you think? Yeah, I think the husband was gay. That's why. That's why he killed his wife. There's oh, no other explanation. Uh, yeah, he was living in a time where he couldn't pursue his sexual desires, so they've manifested in murder. <laughs> and the detective from Scotland Yard was definitely gay. A hundred percent. Yes, you're quite right. <laughs> Do you think maybe Lola was gay, and that's why she was so mean to Marina? Yes. Right. Yes. She was secretly in love with her. her. Yeah. Mm. Now there was something she was very much like the woman in the Haunting of Hill House. Mm. In mm. the Haunting. Theo. Theo, mm. yeah. I'm just yeah. not convinced that there are any heterosexual characters in the film. <laughs> no. It's yeah. really it's quite a uh Quite an underrepresented uh, group, isn't it? The hmm. the, uh, the heteros <laughs> in some of these films we've been watching. This was Pink Narcissus. This was <laughs> too pink, too narcissus. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm glad we're we're doing. <laughs> it says something about our our little section of let's see who was gay corner that we've we, we've had a go at it here. And we've based everything on the interpretation that Fernando came up with that Marina wasn't actually the murderer and that Miss Marple <laughs> got it wrong and it wasn't explored for the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Another winner, safely in the bank. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't too bad a film. It was um, okay. Yeah, it, it was, was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah passed, a, passed a little time. <laughs> That's uh, all we're looking for. Yeah, it was. <laughs> let me tell you though, it was no company of wolves. Certainly wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> what could be? <laughs> uh, any any other thoughts from anyone? <laughs> Not from me, Melvin. <laughs> Correct. Would anyone like any tea or coffee? <laughs> I don't what, think what's so the phrase he always says? What? What have we not discussed that yeah. we should have discussed? Or... <laughs> yes. <laughs> was there anything that we didn't get to that we should have done? Oh, bloody Miss Marple spoiling the film at the beginning. Like, yeah. maybe some people who are in the cinema are just happy to wait for the tape to come back on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She didn't insist on spoiling it, though, did she? She, no. she wasn't going her. to say. Uh-huh, yeah, she wasn't going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She was put on the spot a bit there. She was just trying to get out of there. <laughs> we're stopping her on her way out. She did take a certain joy in knowing, though, didn't she? Do you think she does that every time she goes to see a murder mystery? 
cracks it so. and then gets up in the middle, disruptively leaves, announces <laughs> who did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't go to a don't go and see a who done it with Miss Ma. <laughs> it was very annoying that that movie at the start, because that is what every Poirot finishes with, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and I think this sort of put me off it as well. It was like, uh, as if they were saying, oh, it's 1980 and we're all fed up with whodunits now and this is old hat, so we need to try and show that we're above it and show that we're better mm. than doing another whodunit by having a whodunit at the start that we're going to make fun of and then we'll get into the actual film. And that that sort of worked for like Knives Out where they were genuinely making a new thing that was a mm. an exploration of the genre. But for this, it was just like, and then they did a completely standard one that they actually didn't do a particularly good job of even. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's... What haven't we talked about? Oral history, uh, capitalism. <laughs> uh... How it relates to the previous film and all our roles <laughs> in yeah. this film. What was the previous film? We we never remember the previous film, did we? Whipnell and I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was about the tedium of the English countryside and the need to just find something to do. Yeah, I like that. The ever-present fear of being murdered by in drugs. the country. By drugs. Drugs. Hey, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Drugs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great. Thanks for a lovely discussion. Yes. <laughs> lovely. Yeah. Um, shall I play the music? I'm ready. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> 